0: Hey Shelvies! Buckle up for a new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast, where every writer has a story that may never see the light of day. This is the podcast where authors share the stories that they shelved, the manuscripts that they may never publish. Then they explore the reason why they shelved this story. Welcome to the Shelved Books Podcast. It's hard, especially like whoops yeah no yeah. just keep going it's like the, you know our our conversation i already had to hit record shelby's because we haven't even started and the conversation is already chefs kiss omg if i could only oh, turn back oh. time and hit record faster, I, would I i wanted to give you a glimpse of that but alas this is the only time i have hit record and we will carry over the magic. I promise you that. Um, this is the Shell Books Podcast. I almost forgot to introduce us. <laughs> welcome back to a new episode. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you for finding us. If you are already a Shelby, true and true, welcome back, Shelby. And we have an amazing week for you. Another amazing guest for you. We are your hosts, Kate Evangelista. Andrew Sandro Christy Berman. And like I said, this Conversation already began 10 minutes before I hit record, (laughs) so I wish I discreetly hit record because this week's guest always knew she wanted to be a storyteller, same. Uh, After getting a computer for Christmas, she wrote the first three chapters of a romance and eventually gave herself one year to get published. Well, goals work because she sold her first book series, The Ivy Morris Mysteries, 362 days later again Shelby's give yourself goals you will achieve them please welcome to the podcast Misty Simon aka Gabby
1: Allen Ooh, cool. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I am super excited to be here thank you very much for the invite I think we're gonna have a blast because we already did now we're gonna have a blast with <laughs> yeah. you also yes. <laughs> oh my gosh you we are
0: so just when um When Olivia said, hey, you know, you should talk to Misty. We were like, yes, yes. And now we are like, oh
1: my gosh, yes. Hopefully you'll still be impressed at the end.
0: If you're not,
1: then that's not my fault. (laughs) I I am the shenanigan enthusiast and you're either here for it or you're not. One of the things about t-shirts we were talking about earlier, making a t-shirt, because apparently I coined a phrase, wrong Cozy which I've been writing since 2005 but we'll just call that current um is I love t-shirts and you know I I would totally get one that says I only write rom cozy and I only read rom cozy because that would be you know just awesome um mm-hmm. but one of the things that I love about t-shirts is that I do have one that says my soul was removed to make room for all the sarcasm and I <laughs> I get a lot of side eye for that one or people say, "I love it," and I'm like, "Look, truth in advertising." Okay, I feel like you should be aware of what you are approaching. If you're going to start a conversation with me, look at my shoot shirt first, because Definitely. you can still walk away. It's okay. <laughs> nobody's gonna nobody's gonna shame you for not wanting to talk to somebody who's wearing a shirt that says, "Tried to make dinner, accidentally summoned a demon." This <laughs> is all right. <laughs> I, oh my god, I, can I, can I, I love I t-shirts, the large <laughs> Do you have, an have Etsy one on the other side? <laughs> do I have, have a
2: what? An I, Etsy? Yeah, you know, it's,
1: a it's really interesting that you ask that. I make a lot of my own swag. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I have had people ask. The thing is, is that I do not because I have a hard time selling things that are not books because mm-hmm. my things are not always perfect. Um, so like for instance, this is my new uh bookmark. It says, oh, you've been cute. mystified. It is a lock, it's a Loch Ness monster. And people are like, oh, that's really cute. And I'm like, all right, look, you can be skeptical until you see what it looks like in a book. Oh,
0: <coughs> oh that is so adorable. Oh, my God.
1: That is the cutest thing ever. It it's did not come like this. It's it's yeah. <laughs> right the other thing that I like to make, and he doesn't have one, but um, I get cocktail umbrellas. And i write on the top of them you've got this and i attach oh. them to yetis oh it, it goes right here in his little arm and it's oh. called the pocket muse so they're out and about in the world i call them I, I say that i'm deploying them and they uh have names like boris yolanda fred you know and so i have purple i have turquoise and i have gray and i'll have people say well, I I want one of those. And I'm like, well, I can send you one. What do I pay you for? I'm like, no, no, that's pressure. If your, if your cocktail umbrella is not perfect, I'm going to feel like I shouldn't send it to you. So just let me, just let me spread my joy in the world with my tiny eddies.
0: Take my money. (laughs) money. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, well, I've actually, so used to run a lot of retreats um, for writers, because look, this is a solitary business. I totally get that. But if you are in a room with other people, or even in a hotel with other people who are doing what you're doing, you feel um, more energized, and you do not want to be the one who comes back and says, I "Didn't I do anything." Chicken. And I'm like, <laughs> "No, you're not allowed to make chicken during writing service. Knock that off." So at one time, I had made these. It's a little pillow, and it says, "Fill your pillow" on the front. I have a a teenage, well, not a teenager anymore. All right. I'm going to age myself (laughs) 22. Um, And they were really struggling um, about getting knocked back at all for anything. And I don't know how the idea came to me, but I was like, look, if you have a bigger pillow behind you to fall back on. That's that makes your fall a lot gentler. If your pillow is completely flat and you're just going to hit concrete, that is going to be devastating, even for a small thing. So the pillow has a little pocket on the back and everything good that happens, you write it down on a little piece of paper and you shove it in the back of your pillow because your pillow expands. And if you pull in as much positive as you can, then when the negative hits, it's not as hard. It's it, yes, it will still be devastating. Look, there are things that you can, no pillow is going to save you from. And I, I understand that. Um, but. If it's a smaller thing and you, you rock back and your pillow is right behind you, you can come back up a little easier than if you've fallen all the way to the ground because you got a bad review. Yeah, Th- This is just not how it works, you know, or shelving a book. You mm-hmm. put your heart and soul into something and you're like, all right, look, here's what it comes down to. This sucks. I don't know how to fix it. So we're gonna put it over here because it's making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. you put it over there, but you recover from that a lot easier if you can count the better things that are happening. Some people do jars and they put them in the jars um, and then dump them out at the end of the year. I tend to make it more of a continuous thing because it's not just a year year. Yeah, I. I went to a doctor's visit and thought it was all good. And um, three months later I was on a table getting a triple heart bypass oh. at 47 years old. Wow. So, uh, thank God for my pillow because I, I, I don't know how, it was completely out of the blue. I had never had any heart issues really at all. And the doctor came in and said, "You have a hundred percent blockage, a ninety-five percent blockage, and a ninety percent blockage. How are you walking around?" And I said, "I have no idea, but you need to fix this now because I'd like to continue to walk around." So I did get a shirt that said, "Real women have no, only only wimps use stints. Real women have triple bypass." <laughs> it was like. I mean, you know, if you're going to do it, do it well. And so, exactly. you know, so when you of, have, yes.
0: thinking of trying something, to, trying to do something well, and maybe not, maybe it missed the mark somewhere along the way. What yeah. shelf book story would you like to share with us?
1: So my very first book that I ever, ever wrote was horribly called The Teacher's Lesson. I don't know why I thought that that was going to be some cheeky title, but there you go. It was my first foray into how is this going to work? And I also entered a Harlequin contest they used to do on their boards, also dating myself. They used to do these writing round robins. Oh. And so a well-known author would write the first chapter, and then everybody on the board would try to write chapter two. They'd pick somebody. Then everybody else would try to write with chapter three. So we're on chapter 10. I write this during my day job don't tell anybody and (laughs) I send it to myself at home and I I send it in and they're like this is awesome and you're our winner take a picture of yourself for the website I'm like oh my god no all right fine. (laughs) so with that comes an offer to look at any book that i might have now it can get it can be hard to get into harlequin this was a personal invitation i am not hitting the slush pile which is what they call uh you know unasked for manuscripts so i send the teacher's lesson i'm certain that it's going to be just snapped right up they're gonna love it yeah i got a letter back that said thank you so much for your submission you might want to think about taking a couple of writing courses oh no (laughs) She was very oh nice. She was very nice about it. She really was. But I, I continued to kind of massage, try to massage the story. It did occur to me after I did take my first writing class that maybe writing a book with seven points of view, even the dog had his own point of view, It's <laughs> maybe not what you wanted to do when you're trying to impress somebody. Um, but I. I will never feel like that book is not worth something. It may never come out, but every single word that you write, I don't care if you shelve 12 books like I have, you are never going to, you're never going to be without the experience that you gained from that particular story. Maybe it's outside your wheelhouse. You know, I, I tried for a little while to write greeting cards. This is a very bad idea for Misty. I wouldn't do that. Um I did end up lying. See there's a theme here. I did end up lying and saying that I was my own grandparent oh. and I got into a little table coffee table book that was words of wisdom from your grandparents and I'm like, well I hope they don't want a picture cuz I'm going to have to do some makeup or something. Um I used to write car articles for a website or for a magazine as a guy. Uh, my name was M Simon Penner which I'm like, oh, that's classy. Good job on that. But they brought in more readers. They were looking for guys to read. And I lived in California where, um, well, in a town where antique cars was a big thing. We had a big, huge rod run every February. And so I wrote stories about things that i had no idea about except through the library you know and so i've tried many things um i did romance i tried children's books another horrible idea just because they're 45 words long does not mean that they're easy um and so i started out loving romance um and i i still do and i would write romance but i never really nailed it i mean i have a couple of romance novels out i always wanted to kill people i this that's, that's what it comes down to on the page kill people on the page we have to say that that extra line or the cops will come for you i found that out the hard way and so um yeah at a funeral home i said that, that, was, that was, what did i tell you about not behaving myself I, this is just how i roll so anyway um the my first book out was as you said ivy morris now those were mysteries I was writing those until I could figure out how to write a romance. Mm-hmm. And I, I did. So if you're going to read the Ivy Morris mysteries, which currently they're not available because I have the rights back and I'm going to be putting them out myself. But if, if you do, I am going to warn you that if you like cozy mysteries, get ready for sexy time. So I, <laughs> I will take all the way up to the door. I do not open the door, but like I take you all the way up to the door and then I take you to, you know, maybe seven minutes after everything is done. And she's like, I think I just elbowed him in the eye. That's going to be awesome on my scorecard, you know? And so when, when I was doing them, I had no idea that cozy mysteries were not supposed to be sexy. I wrote what I wanted to read is what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And, but sometimes writing what you want to read is not marketable. And as I was trying to get into bigger houses, I was trying to write things that I thought they wanted. They do not read the way that the things that I want to write are. So I have heard heard on the Ivy Morris Mysteries that, well, on the Tally Gravers and on the and Whiskers also, let's just be honest. If you read anything from me that's in first person, you will now hear my voice reading it to you. <laughs> I probably should have done that disclaimer at the beginning. And (laughs) I feel like I'm supposed to apologize for that, but I'm not going to. So, you know, because when I write, I tend to write like you and I are sitting across from each other at Starbucks. Well, we don't have to give them time at Capitol Joe's and we're, and I'm like, let me tell you what happened this weekend. And that is how I write books. And so, yes, sometimes they fail. Sometimes the exercise was good. The thought pattern was good. Uh, Oh, another one that I shelved, um, a historical. It took me three hours to write two pages. Now let's back up in Misty's timeline because Misty writes 1,200 words in 20 minutes if I know what I'm doing and I know how I'm writing, I don't pay attention to red squiggles. You can ping me on that later, but I, right. I, so I started out, I, I still am um, full time. I'm in the medical field. And one of the things that they highly value is your typing speed. Yes. And so I can do about 95 words a minute. However, when you're trying to think, as you're writing a story the stories come to me more as movies Mm. than anything else and so i'm like transcribing the movies so my fingers move fast so three hours to write two pages is a huge no i couldn't remember like okay well what is a purse called in the 1800s is is that or is that actually the word for the the conveyance
0: yeah my question there is like what prompted you to write a historical like what happened that day was like I'm gonna write a historical you know what what what, what was the inspiration
1: I wanted I wanted ankles to be sexy so (laughs) at the time I know at the time I had thought about writing uh, sexier books like and I'm talking like well I don't know how much you guys are in the different communities but Allura's Cave used to be a really big name in erotic fiction and these people were making tons of money and I thought oh I mean I I'm not a prude I can I can well unfortunately now I don't know what your rating is on this so I'm going to spell something instead of saying it I had the worst time saying the word n-i-p-p-l-e so I made myself sign every single email that I wrote to my friends As Misty N I P P L E. And uh, was the thing? I was like, look, I am going to make myself okay with writing this freaking word, okay? Do it. And so, you know, I thought, I'll figure it out. You know, I just won't tell anybody that I've written them because one time I did write one. Now get the name of this story collection. You're gonna be surprised. Paranoid. I know. (laughs) And so um my mom called me on a trip on her cell phone and she said I don't know if your dad's going to be able to look you in the eye when we get home and I was like why is what happened there and she's like well I'm reading in paranoid and I was like oh my god what mother no and she said wasn't too impressed with the cat part and I was like oh my god Please don't do that. Please don't. Do, because even my erotic stuff was funny. And and I think that there's room for that, but there's not as much room for that. And then Allura's Cave itself started really pushing the boundaries into places that I was like, I there are people who should be writing this, and those people are not me then that's okay i love reading it it's the writing it was not for me so I went back to what i i was doing that i did well but all of those erotic stories that i started some of them are completed i'm like they were all figuring things out you know they were all pieces of who i was yes sorry did Nancy, you, you guys are just gonna have to raise your hand <laughs> i know <laughs>
2: any of those published the eroticus published or did, so they were all shown? the
1: only one that i did was so no that's not true so there are four that are published one is in the paranautic anthology um, and three of them went into i think it's a, i know it's an anthology it's not in print anymore it was an anthology of my own stuff and it is i think it's called second chances there's a candle on the front it was like 2006 okay. so it's it's been a while although I did see it on for sale on eBay for four thousand eight hundred and seventy two dollars and I oh thought if you get that money I really feel like I should at least get a percentage yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> oh Come my on, gosh over this like it was ridiculous I'm sure it's somebody who's like you know laundering money or something they're like this book sucks let's go ahead and just sell it to somebody it, it they're not bad they don't suck they they are good stories I loved the stories but once erotic got into actual eroticism versus um, graphic sex that was when I pulled the plug for myself because I was like no I that's not you're not comfortable doing these which means you're not going to sell them because i found myself at a book signing saying how old are you oh all right (laughs) all right you're 18 i don't know i think i'm gonna need your mom to come over i really (laughs) yeah i need (laughs) i need three forms of id (laughs) and a note of permission and so i just thought why would why would i do that i was i wrote fast enough to write the things that i love so Mm -hmm. at one point i think it was also 2006 the romance community was huge into what people now like to call alpha holes. Mm-hmm. And so this is your, you know, alpha male who is really just a jerk for like 85% oh, yeah. of the book. And then you get shot and he's like, Oh wait, I think I love you for two <laughs> minutes. And then he hates you again. So I had said at that time that I don't, I can't write those. I, 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 if somebody treated me like that, they would be. I don't think the curve Perhaps, is far enough away. I think even
0: now, I think even now, there's still that niche of the you there. It's they only become acceptable alpha male romance yes. father because they're rich. It's
1: yeah. like <laughs> if they
0: if they lived in a trailer and had so- nothing to their name.
1: That's the 50 shades of gray meme. Yeah, says that was only okay because he had a lot of money because if he and lived here it would have been an abuse. And yes. that's, and <laughs> it's like a, it's like a trailer set out like in the woods. So true. The- oh, wait, no. that the 3 the 3 book I just it just ran in my head. The 3 book erotic short stories. It's called Reignited oh. because they're all second chance stories.
2: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I have a hard time putting two people in bed if they've only known each other for a day.
2: Yeah, because I'm like, oh do. yeah, there are
1: a lot of other things we have to do before before you see That's this right. without clothes. I don't care, you know, and no. most of my heroines are bigger. Um, because quite frankly, my thighs have always touched when my mom yeah. pulled me a sign at 10 and said if you will make peace with the fact that your size will always touch I guarantee you you will feel much better about yourself which yeah. is the oh. advice that I actually put in the words of wisdom from your grandparents.
0: Oh, that's good oh, like that bad advice. That's good. Good. That is, yeah. I need at I, I, need I a
1: t-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt. Uh, I to, all right, let me get a paper everybody's make everybody t-shirts. We got I got stickies right here. Come awesome. on now. Okay, and while you're writing that, that
0: though,
2: While you're writing that, I want to go back to a teacher's lesson. Yeah. And you've you've just been told, yeah, maybe you should look into writing classes. So how does that make you feel? And how do you go from that to writing your next
0: book?
1: Yeah. So there was definitely a moment of, ooh, (laughs) all right. Well, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I went to trade school for medical administration. I didn't go to college there there was a lot of stuff. And then, so it didn't happen. Um, I mean, all right, maybe I'll try out a one day class at my community college. So I I went, um, and it was like writing one Oh one or something. And I'm sitting at this desk and and I'm listening and I'm, I'm pulling all of it in. I want this because I have, I have tried many things throughout life. Um, I was that kid who did everything for six weeks. So I did gymnastics and ballet and tap and um, basketball. And the only thing I was really good at was soccer. And I think that's because it was perfectly allowable to kick a ball at someone's head. Dodgeball and I were friends too. But anyway, um, the other thing that I did was sing. Do not ask me to do that right now because (laughs) I I won't. But I studied actually to be um, a professional opera singer. I have a three and a half octave range, which if you are familiar with music, that's that's a big one. Um, that was supposed to be what I did. And yet I, every single time I was supposed to get on stage, I got laryngitis. I, <sighs> I, there is something about performing that is really hard for me. This is not performing in my head. This is us talking.
0: Yeah. Right. But
1: if you put me on a stage and give me a podium, I'm going to be like, I, you know I mean it's. I don't know what the disconnect is so I did go to these classes because I wanted this I wanted this more than I had wanted anything before um I had a baby on the way um and my husband worked an opposite shift then I did so I had a lot of free time which is how I got started writing in the first place because I realized that I was watching way too much lifetime tv and I was like, you need a hobby. Sweetheart. You need to go find So I went back to reading, which I hadn't done in a while with going to school, like reading for just reading's sake. Fine, um, right. right. And so I, I went to this class and we had to do like this one little scene thing. So I wrote out this one little scene thing. You had to read it out loud. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I read it out loud. And the lady looks at me and she says, and you're not published and I said no no I I just got you know rejected from Harley Quinn. and she was like well why did you get rejected from Harlequin?" I'm like oh well let's just fly out I hope I wore my pretty underwear today you know let's just fly that around and so I told her and she said here's the thing too many points of view and you you do know what you're doing but you need to trust what you're doing okay mm-hmm. So I went and took an online six week course, the same thing from the, I am more of a storyteller than I am an, an author. Mm -hmm. So if you were to ever see a manuscript before, before my friends who know grammar, get a hold of it, it would be sad. You would probably (laughs) not respect me a whole lot anymore. Um, Because I tell it like I hear it. So I think that's one of the reasons that people say that they hear my voice when they start reading my books is that I write a lot, like I talk, mm-hmm. and and I talk a lot, which is where Gabby Allen comes from because the the Kensington said yeah. we need a pen oh. name, and I was like, okay, Gabby Allen, and she's like, that was really fast, and I said, I talk a lot, and I like Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, there you there go. You go. She's like, <laughs> okay then gabby allen it is thank That's you cool. <laughs> not that i respond to it if anybody says gabby and then again and again and i'm looking around like well gabby actually oh right that would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes how can i help you i'm so sorry you know misty's bad enough i get i so i get asked all the time what my real name is and i'm like i what would misty be short for Melissa? Because there is no, Misty is not support for anything. Mm-hmm. Here's the facts. You've heard it here. My mom was a Led Zeppelin fan. Her <laughs> favorite song is Black Dog. There is no appropriate phrase to name your child within Hey Hey Mama. So she flipped the tape over and it's Misty Mountain Hop is the first song on the second side and I am Misty. And oh, I'm amazing. like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thanks mom. That's cool story. You. That is <laughs> Yes. <awesome. laughs>
0: I love that. I love that so much. And and the thing is, it's like I you blew my mind in saying that you know I write the way I talk because that's essentially your voice, literally yeah. your voice. Mm-hmm. And I have that same tendency as well, mm-hmm. um, because I like you also see movies, mm-hmm. so yes. I write in scenes, which is why mm-hmm. when readers. When readers come back to me, they say, hey, it's like I'm watching a movie when I'm reading your books. So Mm -hmm. same. I I think, but how do you harness that um, wildness and and be able to write a coherent novel from beginning to end?
1: Um, So that is where mind mapping for me comes in. Mm -hmm. um, Because a mind map becomes a timeline. I don't call it an outline because that makes me have hives from thoughts of Roman numerals and A's and where the parentheses goes. Yes, again. <laughs> so maybe could you explain what a mind map is? Yeah. Sure. Oh, I wish I had one with me. Yes. So mind mapping is also called snowflake method. Uh Um, Basically for me, because I write cozy mysteries, so there's always going to be a dead person. (laughs) You have a, a, the dead person is in in the circle in the middle. And then you do the reporter questions out around the side. Who, what, where, when, why, how. I also do red herrings. I do a line for the setting. I do a line for my sleuth. And then I will do a line for clues. Oh. And then I unleash my brain on a piece of paper, which is scary. I know, but it does work. <laughs> and so I will write down, okay, so who would have killed this person? And why did, why is it not them? Who would have killed this person? And it is them. What is my sleuth now? How is she going to figure things out? Does she have a boyfriend? Does she not have a boyfriend? Do we need to find her a boyfriend? Does she no. not complaining about her cat if she's not going to go find a boyfriend <gasps> like you know i mean how is she with her mom does she love i really wish i had one i i don't i don't think oh wait oh i might hold on um oh i have a small one because i don't know what you can see
0: like, but that's yeah.
1: that's the oh, beginning okay. oh cool yeah, oh, it's okay. tiny. Okay, that's one. easy to do yeah so that's a tiny one I don't, okay. I think my husband woke up. If he did, then I will I'll make him come over and, and uh-huh. bring the book to me. But um so it, I am not a plotter. Oh, yes. I can't I could plot, but if I know too if I know everything about the story, yeah. it's dead for me. I feel like yeah. I already wrote it. So yeah. I know Suzanne Brockman, who I am a big fan of her work, 50 page outline. That is never happening. If I have a 50 page, if I've written 50 pages, 45 of those better be the beginning of the story. I don't, (laughs) I'm not doing that because for me, there's nothing for me to explore anymore. Mm -hmm. But in a mind map and then with a timeline where I take the information that I have and I kind of organize it into a way that would make sense from beginning to end because I am a linear writer. I do have to start from the beginning and write through. Do I fill in scenes sometimes when I think something is missing during my edits? Absolutely. But I cannot write out of order and then get them together. Mm-hmm. One of those reasons, especially with A Cozy Mystery, is that there are a lot of things you set up at the beginning that need to pay off at the end. Yeah, And if I don't know how it's going to pay off at the end, or if I've already paid it off, I don't know how to get it started without it sounding fake. Yeah. And so um, so I take all of those ideas because I call myself a planter. I can't be a pantser either. Because the rabbit holes are extensive <laughs> with me, as you can tell from me jumping subject to subject. And so I need a guy. I I need like guardrails. I, I need, I don't necessarily want the bumpers in the lanes of the bowling alley because I do want to be able to get a gutter ball every once in a while because you can't be perfect. But I don't necessarily want it to be you know the turnpike which if you've ever tried to get on the turnpike 700 lanes lead out into two and you're like uh, who is going where is your turn signal on because it was still on 100 yards ago or are you actually trying to get over so if I if I am if I don't have some structure I get lost but if I have too much structure then I sit down and I don't want to do it anymore. So finding that middle ground. I mean, I've been writing since 1999. I've been publishing since 2005. So I've got 18 years of books that hopefully I have refined. It doesn't always work, though. There are times where I've done a mind map and I'm like, wow, this is a mind map of what not to do. Good job. (laughs) That gets shelved, too. Um, And so... it also allows me to if I am having a squirrel moment where I'm like you're writing this book oh but there's something (laughs) shiny over there (laughs) I can mind map that out it takes me about well because I've been doing it for a really long time I have 52 successful mind maps I can put it on there and I can put it aside it is now out enough where I won't lose anything a lot of times that's where I find my titles. So if you like my titles, I'm not sure what you've seen. Every single title is mine. I have mm-hmm. never, in 52 books, I have never had a title changed. Wow. Um,
0: because yeah. Because you,
1: you certainly have a
0: way with words. You can
1: uh-huh. coin words. Oh, and just... I know. Apparently I coined terms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? So I didn't figure out how to get that on a resume. <laughs> but it, at some point,
0: because you said you've been writing for 18 years before... Yeah getting published at some point did it feel like i just want to give up i just because that's a lot of years to
1: really well so i i only wrote for six years before five years before i got published Mm -hmm. i've been publishing for 18
0: okay
1: Okay. so i i I may have said that wrong i just wanted to make sure that that although i do have friends who have written for 18 years and haven't um, published and they're still writing and you know why because they have stories to tell Mm-hmm. Whether or not those go anywhere, they're still writing them because they 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 are crying out to be heard. A lot of people write, I find, to address things that they're not, they want to know how it could end. Mm-hmm. I have found that a lot of people who don't have what ifs in certain areas. So, you know, um I have a lot of history of not awesome times previous to getting married to somebody who had a crush on me in ninth grade just saying um but before we started dating I had some very very bad boyfriend material and so uh, there are certain there are certain things that I don't have what ifs about and I have asked people who write darker novels you know have you ever experienced any of this and they're like no Mm -hmm. and I said okay that kind of speaks to me because if you don't have the what if it's hard to change that story because you know what that looks like to live through that, to to not trust people about certain things or, or that you're, I call it a filter. So everything that happens to you becomes a filter. The three of the four of us could write a story about a vampire who um, is looking for his first person to turn and every single one of us, it would be completely different mm-hmm. because we all have, different ideas about blood and about paranormal and about just different life experiences so to me that that makes a filter so something comes for you and you put that through your filter so if if somebody holds a door for you you will take that differently than somebody who had a door held for them and then they got smacked in the face with it and, and so you, I try hard not to ever judge anybody on what their reaction to things are, because I have no idea what their history is. Mm-hmm. And so I build that into my books. There are, it's interesting. So if you read some of the romances, one of them is called What's Life Without the Sprinkles. And she um had, she got pregnant at the end of high school. um She told the guy and he said, I, I have college. Then she said, right. But, we have a baby coming. And he said, Nope, we I've got college. I will help you get rid of it if you want to. But other than that, that, that's up to you if you're keeping it. And so she threw herself into being a mom. And she was is the best mom ever. And her 10-year-old comes home one day and says, My name is now Bastard Justin. And she says, No, we're not. And he said, You will call me bastard Justin and she says okay we'll talk about that at dinner and he walks off and she balls her eyes out because she did everything she could to never let him feel like that and now somebody at school told him that that's what he was so how and then how do you tell somebody that you're not allowed to own that because by owning it it becomes yours it doesn't hurt anymore if it's yours and and it's it's the truth it's not like he's not a bastard but as a mom you try so hard to do so many things so that your kids will not hurt and they hurt anyway and they bring you things and you're like what am i supposed to do with that how did i how did i not know that that's something i should have warned him might happen now that is i actually got told that in a sunday school because my mom was 17 when she had me so you know i was not Born on the right side of the blanket, but on the left one, which explains a lot, don't get me wrong. But when I was at that church and I was told that I was going to hell, there was absolutely nothing I could do to save myself because I was born on the wrong side of the blanket. There are many people who have read that book and laughed at that and moved right on. I am absolutely fine with that. You take out of this book what you need. There are many people who have read the Ivy Morris mysteries where she is big. She is a big girl and she never loses a single pound. She is, she gets the hottest guy in town. She has the best brain and she is an amazing friend and person. And that has nothing to do with what she weighs. I was not going to make her lose any weight. She actually starts out only wearing brown. She has brown underwear, brown shirts, brown pants, drives a brown car because somebody five years ago told her that she looked nice in a brown shirt and no one had ever told her that before. And so she owned that. And so in the Ivy Morse, there are five of them, six of them, six of them. There will be more but you watch her start trying on other clothes, buying a purple couch. And if that means something to you, that will speak to you. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Ride the shallow ride around, along in the book. But if you're somebody who has dealt with something like that before, I have had moms email me about what's life without sprinkles and say, I did not expect to ball my eyes out. And I oh said, I would apologize for that, but are they good tears? And they said, absolutely. And I said, then I'm not going to apologize for that. I, you know, same thing. I had somebody write me and say, oh my God, I just, I just read Ivy Morris. And it made me feel like I don't have to settle for anybody who finds me attractive just because I'm bigger. And I'm like, you absolutely do not. I still talk to her. And oh, she emailed that to me in 2006 and I still talk to her, not all the time, but look, I mean, I'm very funny. I am aware of that. There are a lot of people who are like, come in. I need the misty, positive energy. And I'm like, I've got that, but I also have the darker stuff. If you have things, I'm pretty sure I've probably gone through it and I have probably written about it too. And I write, this is going to age me too, but whatever, we've done it a hundred times. I call <laughs> myself Calgon because I am here to take you away yep and so my whole job as the genre fiction writer is to entertain you but if you want if you need something more you might find it in genre books a lot of people write to figure out how things work I got an email thank god it was an email because if he had approached me as a person I would have been just a mess and he said hey I just wanted to let you know me and my dad are reading your ivy or tally books together they're set here where I live and he said and um, he's struggling with Alzheimer's and I'm like oh, okay and he said when he's when he's having a really bad day we drive around to all the places that you mentioned in the books because right now that's the only thing he remembers Oh, did I write that book anticipating that absolutely not I wrote it because I live in a town called Mechanicsburg it was started by mechanics we drop an eight foot lighted wrench from a fire truck on new year's eve to the <laughs> mock i'm glad we don't live in the town next door they drop pickle because they're called dillsburg and lisburn drops their pants they run yellow breeches up a flagpole and then drop them because they're on the yellow breeches so did i write it for that absolutely not am i beyond moved that that's what you got out of it Somebody wrote me. No, somebody approached me at a conference, and they're like, "I just read the Ivy Moore." No, she said, "Are you Misty Simon?" I'm like, "Ooh, well, if it's good, yes. If it's bad, I'll go find her for you." <laughs> and so she's like, "No, no, I just read the Ivy Moore's mysteries." I was going through throat cancer. I'm like, "Oh God, okay." Obviously, you're standing here. How are we doing? And she's like, "Really good," but I was having a very bad day the other day. I said, "Oh, I'm really sorry that that's what you were going through." And she goes, "No, no." I told myself, if Ivy Morris can do it, then so can I. And oh. I, said, I will be back in 10 minutes because I have to go fix my mascara. Oh, that, but I don't say some people, some people sneer at genre fiction because we're not literature. And, and I get that. Please read what speaks to you. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with somebody having a really crappy day and they read the first chapter of here's Kermains of the day. And at Um, the end, her her (laughs) ex-husband got tased. And the cop comes in and says, boss, he got tased in the balls. And and the cop looks at her and says, oh, sorry. And she goes, that's okay. I wasn't using them anyway. If that will make you giggle because you just got a bill for $300 for a car part that you were not expecting and you don't know where that's coming from bring oh, it here i will absolutely entertain you but then also if you're going through something emotionally like tally is divorced she left her whole family because they own a funeral home and she did not want to be involved in that at all and so she left them all behind and then her marriage was sucky so she got divorced and she came back and she's eating crow like she needs a bottle of tastefully simple because (laughs) everybody is like oh yeah oh hello did you decide to acknowledge that we still exist how (laughs) nice of you you know but there are people who have done that same thing I've never done that but Mm -hmm. because I have been married since I was 20 I'm still married um (laughs) but that has, people have been like, I never thought about it quite like that. Okay. So maybe now you do. And if you don't, maybe you just really enjoyed that. He got tased in the balls because <laughs> you <wish> your husband <laughs> would too, you know what I mean? Take from it what you will. And I yeah. will, I honor anything that you enjoy from I my agree. books. With, yeah. You so. know, reading oh, is reading. God. And I, I think there's some authors
2: out yes. there who shall remain nameless, who always say like, well, that's not you know, appropriate. I don't care. Reading is reading. If you are reading, you're a reader. Period. Yep. End of story. That's it. Yeah. You are, what you're doing, exactly. yeah,
0: and and you are giving us a master class in <laughs> what it means to be a writer. What it means yep. to be an author. Because when we write our stories, we don't we don't think of who is this gonna touch or what. It's just mostly that creative process, and then that comes later when it's already out into the world, and then we get these stories from readers and it's so gratifying and you are reminding us to keep going because you never know yeah because you never know the story you will write
1: that can be for someone yeah, yeah well and here's the thing if it is important to you I guarantee you there is somebody else that it will be important to them too it's not always easy to find look when I first started writing the cozy mysteries for Kensington so now I was in mainstream I was not writing the small ones anymore so I, I kind of had to start following some of the rules balls was about as far as I was allowed to go in remains of the day what I did have I didn't have any sexy because at the time it was well it still is for some traditional cozies no touching below the shoulders and any kiss has to be felt emotionally not physically Mm -hmm. and and that's okay i want that if that's what you want i want that for you but please don't come to my table unless you're looking for a recommendation at another table i've done book signings where i literally have sat there and said i don't think this is what you're looking for but you know what if you go over there i just saw that so and so has a brand new book out That is totally going to be your jam and do you know sometimes people will actually buy my book anyway Ooh. and they'll find some. they'll either read it themselves and email me and say I don't know what I was scared of and I'm like well you had met me there are a lot of things to be scared of <laughs> but or or they give it to a friend who likes that kind of stuff or they you know my biggest thing is word of mouth yeah. yes absolutely I do advertising type things I, I make little bookmarks I have you know, cleaning cloths for your, uh, for your glasses. I do have door hangers that say I'm reading, do not disturb or you'll walk the plank because <laughs> for wit. Yeah. Yeah. Whit and whiskers. This is the, um, much ado about nauticaling. Oh. Um, she drives a glass bottom boat off of the coast of California on Catalina Island. And Nightmare. so I thought I need something nautical. Like it has to, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, we're making them walk the plank. That's just, all <laughs> you know, and well, so sometimes I want to put that thing on my forehead. I just, just, I don't <laughs> care what I'm doing. I do not disturb me under any circumstances or you will walk the plank and I will be standing behind you. Sometimes you need 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And if, if you chose a book, I want you to love it i do want you to try a little bit out your comfort zone sometimes i don't think that's the end of the world but i really don't want to be a decoration on the other side of the room because yeah. you curled my book so hard that it's stuck over there <laughs> you know i mean it's it, we yeah. need to, there's some there's there's in between you know and so for the Ron cozy and the coining of the term there are a lot of people at so book riot was uh bookriot.com did an article and it was blending, blending, um, romance with the cozy. What does that look like? Apparently I was number one. I'm like, how did you, here's my question. How did you even find my book? That's a horrible question, but it's the one I ask all the time. And so, um, they said that I did it really well and that she looked through internet history and I was the first person who had used that word. And I'm like, well, yes. And it was a while ago, but thank you for finding it anyway. (laughs) And, um, but then there were a lot of people who were like, wait, wait, well, hold on. What is this? What yeah. is it? I've been looking for these my whole life. And I'm like, we have been writing them, but it is hard to get them into traditional publishing because they're not sure that they're going to sell. And mm-hmm. I understand that. But I sometimes that's why sometimes I self-publish because I can write whatever I want. Magically Suspicious is probably not going to pass muster at some huge place, but I wanted to write these books where there were, you know, all these paranormal. So my werewolf can only choose change his nose and his tail, which is very awkward on a full moon. <laughs> and um yeah, very awkward. And like he has a a Cerberus that she wasn't aware of that so she's not aware that she's supposed to be crossing the dead. And his name, he's a tiny little chow. His hey, hold, on, hold on hold
2: on hold on Yes. So this is, I think this is the Fair to Remember. Is this that series? Yes. Okay. So I'm reading that right now. Oh, no, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I'm having a, a lot of fun with that. But my husband and I, we met during Renfair. And so, oh. it was like, and I have yeah. a book that never went anywhere. And so, yes. I'm really you should that so far.
1: You should get the Renfair Fair book to go places if you still like it i do i do and i think maybe in the future i I was like well what do i do with the renfair book nobody's gonna (laughs) gonna read it but you know that's yeah that's not true uh, like i said so i find publishing wise we are now in a place where um the the groups are smaller but there are more of them Mm. i think that's how i want to say it so you You can write just about anything and you will find a small clutch of people who like your stuff. Mm -hmm. What you need to do then is like a Venn diagram, Mm -hmm. find the ones that interconnect. Mm -hmm. And so I, like I said, when I am at a book signing, I do not recommend my book to anybody. Who I don't think is going to read it because I want you to read it and tell your friend whatever you're doing, you need to yeah. do right now. Yeah. Because you need to, I'm gonna actually give this to you and you better give it back to me. I actually had a lady who was in her eighties who read The Poison Ivies. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope that she's like, I have seven children. I don't need a guidebook. And I was like, Oh, okay, sorry about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she actually put them behind glass. And she, wow. they were not to be borrowed by anyone. Anyone? They, nope. I signed every single one. Her name is Kate. I signed every, and when she passed away, her grandson brought them back to me. Oh. said, I, uh, she asked that you have these back because she had made her own notes in them. Oh. I mean, how do you not love that? Yeah. That, this did, and so this funny. is somebody I never met her at mm. all because that's the other thing and the beauty of the internet is you may touch somebody's life that you will never know about Mm -hmm. ever but for all that is out there please write your stories if you got to shelve it and then bring it back all right I'm on board if you need to shelve it and then write something completely different and realize that that was practice do that too you know, I mean I I did the singing thing, but I started out actually <laughs> being an audiobook narrator when so I was in fourth <laughs> yes, so when I was in fourth grade, um I lived in a very small town. It had one stoplight and lots of cows. Oh, and okay. so the elementary school wanted books on tape for kids who did not have people who could read to them in the evenings. So this is our latchkey era. And so I would sit in the library in the afternoon with a half full glass of water and a spoon. And I would read the book and every time you were supposed to change the the, the um, page, I would ding the spoon against the water <laughs> glass. And that told them that you now could change the page i am actually trying to get a hold of these because if oh, i remember correctly they have them archived at the elementary school that i want them matter. so badly yeah. like i would pay well i'm not going to say how much i'd pay because i don't want them to get rid of that <laughs> <laughs> she said she'd yeah. pay x let's go ahead and times that by oh, two oh missy that's yeah we are we we have oh, fallen in love with you we are oh, like thank no,
0: you. We have, we have your energy is just so
2: amazing.
0: Amazing. Yes. Thank that you. We are feeling it through however many miles we are separated Excellent. right now and it's just I That's my superpower. Yeah. I, we, are, <laughs> we are blown away by Aww. you. And, thank you. Which is why now is really I'm happy. very curious. Yeah, I'm very curious as to what you oh. are going to answer. For okay, Christy's uh, Ben speed round questions. So, Christy, right. take it away. Okay, so these um, are super
2: easy, whatever comes to your mind, it can be one and one word answers or whatever. It's, it's
1: all up to you, you. Are you ready? Dancing <laughs> with the devil, but let's
2: <laughs> we like it. You ready? Yep. Okay, if you were asked to move to Mars, a Mars colony tomorrow, would you?
1: Um, yes, if I can bring my dresses, mm. fair. I have I have 75 vintage swing dresses and that's what I wear for, if you look online on like Facebook, that's what I wear for all book signing and they have petticoats underneath them. When somebody says, I like your dress, I say, thanks, it has a petticoat. It's become my hashtag. So yes, if I can bring my dresses, then yes, other than You're that. There. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's your favorite snack?
1: Ooh, macaroni and cheese.
2: <laughs> mm, I love that
1: number three do you think you would make a good er doctor (laughs) no i can't write that badly i can do your documentation though that's what i do for a living
2: Um, what activity or sport would you do that you've always wanted to try but you knew you if you knew you couldn't fail
1: uh uh, oh probably baseball because when i tried to do softball when i was younger they put me in the outfield because i only did cartwheels so let's do that one. why do I totally believe that number five is true, that's <laughs> you mean. It's true. I, I mean it I was okay. I was back behind third base and because they knew that I chased butterflies and did cartwheels they're like <laughs> over there <laughs> do, five
2: is do you play a musical instrument
1: I did play the clarinet when uh until I was in ninth grade very cool
2: uh on a night out with friends are you the first
1: one to go home or the last one to leave i am the last one to leave because i will make sure everybody else gets home first oh nice that's a good friend right there on a trip to new york city do you
2: see a play or a musical on broadway
1: oh a musical i'll probably sing with it too (laughs) oh
2: very cool um have you ever played a really good prank on someone
1: I am not good at pranks. So no, I haven't. I, I suck at April Fool's Day and all that kind of stuff. I tell things too fast. So I'm like, I was going to prank you and this is what was going to happen. And they're like, you know, you're actually supposed to do it. And I'm like, I just had to share because I got too excited. So yeah, no, no, I didn't. That's too funny. Number nine is what chore do you like the least? The least vacuuming. And I haven't vacuumed since I was 24. You got your husband to do it? So, yes. I actually don't grocery shop, vacuum clean, or clean my house. So, yeah. You got the good
2: deal. Very. I did.
1: That's what happens when you marry somebody who had a a crush on you in ninth grade. And you don't date until you're 19. And then you find out. (laughs) that he had a crush on you that whole time. And you're like, what, what happened? And he's like, oh, I just, uh, <laughs> I was like, I invited you to winter formal. And he's like, I said, and you said no. And he said, well, I didn't have enough for a tux. And I was like, oh, well, that's stupid. Why did you do that? <laughs> but one of our struggles at the beginning with marriage was I had to say, get me off of this pedestal. Now, whatever you <laughs> have built me from being 14 to being 19 is not true. And I am going to fall and I am not willing to lose you. So you either admit that I am not perfect or that's it. There's no, there's no beat. <laughs> yeah. You still won't admit that I'm not perfect though. Awesome. I think that's
2: that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. And the last question, which is always so intellectual. Can oh, you thanks. name, can you name the seven dwarfs?
1: Oh, uh, not all of them. (laughs) Sleepy, dopey, dock, sneezy. I think I have run out.
0: Grumpy, happy, and bashful. Grumpy.
1: There you go. (laughs) Yep. Why didn't I get the happy? I know why I didn't know bashful. But the happy I should have (laughs) done. Thank
0: you so
1: much. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure being here. I really enjoy the three of you you and uh, no. you know, every interaction has been a blast oh, so I yeah. thank you for Absolutely. your questions we are no. can, can
0: we be friends that's basically what this is all <laughs> about now <though>. yeah and <laughs> and um so where can they find you on the internet misty
1: uh misty simon.com um gabby allen which is spelled like edgar allen post it's a-l-l-a-n dot com um and then i have a a Facebook group, if you like doing that, called Misty Simon's Mary Sleuth, S L E U um, T H S. And if you go on the website, <clears throat> I have a. So my kid is an artist. And if you look at that, it is a magnifying glass with an eye in it. That's my logo. you nice. drew it when she was 14. I got it oh, tattooed geez. when she was 16. And she said, I could do so much better. And I was like, I, look, I paid you $50 for this logo. I can do with it whatever I want. <laughs> down but um so if you click on the logo on the website it's a it's a newsletter sign up um Mm -hmm. I don't newsletter often just when I think you might want to know something that's going on and uh you know we can stay in touch over there and then you can choose from there where you want to interact with me and I'm on I'm here for all of it
0: well Shelby if you are not subscribed to that newsletter I don't know come on after this episode (laughs) I don't know, okay. <laughs> and the thing is, if you are not out after this episode, if you are not out there scouring the internet for her books, I don't know either. I don't know, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: You're okay? gonna need to explain yourself. <laughs> yes. If you want to go out and buy my stuff, then yes. it's not just gonna be walking the plank. I'm gonna need an explanation. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we
0: are we are waiting at, you know, uh, just for what else. Will be coming from you. So, what are you working on now?
1: Okay. So, next up is All That Glitters Isn't Old. That's a Gabby <laughs> Allen book. Look at that flag at the bottom. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I, actually, I actually have a dress that is white and it has all these little black flowers on it. And this lady comes up and she goes, your dress is so, oh my, are those skulls and crossbones? And I said, yes, you're about to tell me that my dress is beautiful. I have a dress that's a complete funeral or a complete cemetery on the bottom. Oh my I God. wear a lot, a lot of skull things. Look at last weekend on February. I actually had ice cream for skulls. They're skulls <laughs> with ice cream cones upside down with sherbet on their heads. Get... Why not? So anyway, not? there's that. <laughs> that comes out in july and then this month the next tally graver book is coming out and that is called par for the hearse yes oh i am so excited so i was writing the books in the area one of the things that i've been able to do is bring things back that don't exist anymore that people miss so we had a, a, a very privately owned amusement park and i am like one of 400 people in the area who is related yeah so our family reunions used to be enormous so we would rent that amusement park they shut it down it is completely grown over now par for the hearse resurrects williams grove and we're going to oh, ride the haunted ride so cool so, very cool, very yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's par for the hearse and that would be under misty simon that oh. is beautiful
0: misty we have enjoyed yes.
1: this we oh, have, I'm, so <laughs> no, I'm so glad Olivia said something.
0: This could have been a multi-part podcast, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and we could have. And the thing is, it's like you have not only taught us so many things, but you've also filled our hearts with yeah. such oh, thank you. positivity and such, you know, like going into writing. Because sometimes we will admit that writing can be so hard yeah. and so emotionally taxing. But yeah. then watching you, listening to you uh, during this podcast, it's like, yeah, you know what? Yes, I want to feel that way about my writing. And yep. that is just such a joy that you were mm-hmm. able to share that with us. It's, it's well, very rare. You. And we are very, very, very grateful that um, you wanted to come on, that Olivia, you know, connected yes. us because, oh, my gosh.
1: We we owe I her gave so her a yeti. <laughs> I gave her a yeti so I don't have to pay her for anything else. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, how am I going to email Olivia and not have her think that I owe her something for how awesome this was? And I was like, Oh, oh forget it. I gave her a yeti. She's fine. She's fine. So
0: I want I want a yeti. I want a yeti,
1: a t shirt, and okay. a pillow. <laughs> I can do that. I can okay. do that. I really I really I'm not lying. I will ask for your address. <laughs> we'll be getting a Yeti because I, I have to. They're so much fun and they make people laugh. And the, the when the umbrella pops up, he looks ridiculous. But oh. I think he is in a cute way, but he is one of those things where it's like, I mean, you can't not love that little smile, and he's got these little fangs and stuff, and you're just like, all right, you know what? Whatever's going on, you oh, and I are all okay. good together, and that's yeah. it. So, so sometimes you just need that. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so definitely. Shelby, I hope, I hope Shelby's that you were able to recharge by um, listening, watching through this episode yep. if you're new here and you haven't subscribed yet after watching this episode come on i'm <laughs> quality content right here right
1: Seriously. now yes. and yes.
0: promise we promise you this this is our promise that every week we will deliver i promise yep. because the guests that we are having on blow our minds and yes. we are just and it's just getting better and better and better. So mm-hmm. make sure to turn on mm-hmm. those notifications. Make sure if you are listening to this right now, maybe leave us a five-star review, let us know what you think because uh you know, we just like books, we need to be reviewed and people find us. Other listeners find us that way. Other viewers find us that way just by simply clicking the subscribe Simply clicking the notification bell, ah, it's just a gift <laughs> to all of us. So thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Kate Evangelista,
2: Angie Sandro, and Christy Berman.
0: Misty, we love you. Thank yes. you. Thank so, you. I love you too. This is so good. Oh yeah, I'll
1: do the heart too. <laughs> there you go. That was I didn't do it upside down. So yeah.
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> so everybody. Like Lizzie taught us, keep on writing Bye Bye, thank you (laughs) And that was another episode of the Shelved Books Podcast We hope you enjoyed today's episode Till the next one, stay safe, read more, write more And continue to be at your creative best The world is waiting, and so are we